Before we begin our review of A Quiet Place, we are so excited and so grateful to tell you that this episode is sponsored by audible.com. Sponsored. Our very first sponsor, yes, other than our friend Jessica, which was awesome. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Jessica. But we want to talk about audible.com real quick. And I know sometimes when podcasts get sponsors, people are like, oh, great, a commercial on a podcast. But seriously, you guys, if you've been listening to us for a while, this is a huge deal. You know Mm -hmm. how seriously we take this podcast. We've consistently uploaded and it means a lot to us. And so for someone like Audible to care and to Mm -hmm. know that and to pay attention is huge for us because it's very important to us that we can make this as professional as possible, especially as we grow. This is an opportunity for us to upgrade our equipment and to continue to put as much time and love and like I said, professionalism into this. So this means a lot to us. And as someone who has to drive two hours every single day for work, the highway gets kind of crazy sometimes. And I yeah. I don't know how many times I can listen to the same song on the radio over and over and over again. So what's been really great is about once a year, I end up wanting to reread the Hunger Games series. And I don't have time for that. So I end up listening to it as an audiobook anyway. So that's right. actually what I've been doing recently with Audible is I've been listening to that on my drives in and from work. Now, I'm sure most of you know, but I'm just going to bring it up again. Audible is a service where you can listen on the app or online anywhere that is suitable for you where you can listen to audiobooks. Every month you get a free one. And currently today we are talking about a free 30-day trial for you guys with this. Not only do they have audiobooks, which is sometimes, you know, most people think audible. It's just audiobooks. But they have a lot more than that. They have comedy, theatrical acts. They do self-help. They have their own exclusive originals. And they have guided wellness programs. And I have recently been all about self-help. And you talked about The Hunger Games. I actually, for the podcast, listened to my first audiobook, and it was It by Stephen King, narrated by Stephen Weber. And I talked about this when we did our It episode. And I love the movie It, chapter one, so much that I just got a Pennywise tattoo Mm -hmm. that I'm currently going through. And... I absolutely loved hearing the audiobook because that is a long book, mm-hmm. like 1,100, 1,200 pages. Right. And doing the audiobook really helped me fit that in for the podcast because there was no way I was going to fit in time to be able to do it. So I would listen to it while I was cooking, while I was driving, while I was in the shower, I would take a bath. Things where I couldn't hold a physical book, especially of that size, I was able to listen to it and be able to do it for the podcast. And it opened me up to the world of the book and Mm -hmm. since I loved the movie so much I was able to enjoy that and I really highly recommend it you can actually get it by Stephen King narrated by Stephen Weber for your 30-day free trial and to get the free trial through our link it is audibletrial.com slash the exorcisters and we're so grateful for this partnership with audible.com stop now so this was actually supposed to be a quiet place one and two and we'll talk about that in a second but real quick 
Happy birthday, Ryan. Ryan is one of our patrons and actually long-time listeners, like, way, way, way back from the beginning. We actually reviewed his short film, Kumataka. It was one of our first, mm-hmm. like, 12 episodes, I think. So you can go way back and listen to that, which is super awesome. We just wanted to give you a quick happy birthday, and thank you so much for being such a, you know, friend of mine now at this point. And I really appreciate you for letting me just bounce ideas <laughs> off you all the time. But for being so supportive of this podcast and of us. And we hope you have a great birthday week and don't get the coronavirus. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, this was supposed to be a two-parter. And then because of COVID-19, A Quiet Place 2 got delayed. Yeah. So we decided to go ahead and review A Quiet Place because, one, it just... It was a great movie. It's a great Mine movie. Well. And we will review A Quiet Place 2 whenever that is released. Mm-hmm. And it will just go up as a Friday hype episode, we think. Mm-hmm. We'll fit it in somewhere. And it was supposed to be today. It was just going to be right. a Monday one, and you know, a twofer. But uh, we'll fit it in at some point. And also, it's apocalyptic and it kind of feels apocalyptic right, right now. Exactly. But uh, also, thank you guys for listening to our sponsorship today Mm -hmm. that was really exciting we kind of talked about it in the sponsorship but it really is like super exciting for us to get that with audible you'll probably hear it on quite a few of our monday episodes Mm -hmm. and uh, we hope to kind of expand on our sponsorships but audible's the one we have right now so you'll hear audible a lot but check out the 30-day trial doesn't cost you anything Mm -hmm. check it out you know what else you got going on right now (laughs) right ain't shit (laughs) we're currently also we our office shut down for a little while and we're recording together right now but who knows yeah, how long that'll last we're not supposed to be the cops will probably break it up soon you know we're not supposed to hang out together in here. <laughs> yeah. but a quiet place came out in 2018 and before we even started this podcast we saw it together right we didn't really quite know what we were getting ourselves into right we just um, heard the hype you have to go yep. see it emily blunt is in this john krasinski's in this and he actually uh produced and or directed directed, directed. And which is interesting because everybody knows him from the office, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what is he doing? And horror? their husband and wife, correct? Cool. In real life, yeah. yeah. How cool is that? It brings such a cool dynamic. Yes. And when we saw it, I just remember us going, "Whoa, that was yeah, fucking good." The biggest part I remember is you couldn't eat snacks while watching it because no, 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 you no. could Absolutely. hear everyone every chewing. single like gulp yes. or like rustle like. Somebody would fucking be getting, like, it would be dead silent. And then you'd hear. <laughs> exactly. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me? And yeah. they would feel bad because, like, you don't know how quiet a quiet place is really going right. to be. I remember. Dead silent. Yeah. I remember after you and I saw it, I took Connor to see it. I was like, you got to see this movie. It's great. And I remember I had my popcorn and I would just know what scenes had the sound and I'd start eating and he just ended up following me He's at like, some point. Okay, suck it down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the time to eat it. Yeah. And this actually takes place in 2020. 2021. Well, it starts. It, right. And then we move on in the next year. Correct. Which is funny, you know, because we're we're living it. Shit, right? We're living it. We're living a quiet place now. And then aliens are coming later. It's funny because I saw I was on Twitter the other day and I saw a clip and it was like first three months of 2020. People are like, oh shit, can't get any worse. And then I saw (laughs) 
a video of, you know, when the aliens come out of the ground in War of the Worlds and they make the <laughs> sound. And I was like, oh, that's no. it. It's coming. I cannot do aliens, bro. I will fucking <laughs> die immediately. It's one of my biggest fears. No, can't do aliens. Can't do zombies. <laughs> so once that all happens, y'all just can count me right the fuck out. Like, all right, I will need a new podcast co-host because <laughs> I'm good. Bring it. Find uh, me in my basement, hunkered down, doing this. I ain't got no basement. Somebody gonna raid. I have this giant fucking window right in the middle of my living room. They gonna break it the fucking right away. Dead. <laughs> dead. I dead. have a small one level house. I ain't got nowhere to hide. The chicken coop, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you will find me dead immediately. So that we center around this family. I'm sure most of you have seen this because the sequel was really hyped up because the first one did so fucking mm-hmm. well. So I guess we don't need quite as much of a detailed walkthrough. And what's so interesting about these apocalyptic scenarios, it really centers around the conversation of what the fuck would you do? Yeah, what would you do? What would you do? Well, I just said I would die. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, you weren't exactly. asking, but no, you know. <laughs> like, I think of that all the time. Yeah. My fiance's father has land in the mountains so that's our plan i have made sure even with all this just in case if it gets bad all of our cars are filled up on gas so we can make it up to the mountains that's what i would do but yeah it definitely makes people think about that plan Mm -hmm. which i don't think is a bad thing no i don't either it's a really cool technique too yeah the the artistic technique of making sure everyone has to be fucking silent that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and I, what I loved about this movie was the just the sheer creativity mm-hmm. on the part of everybody that was in on writing this and creating this. Yeah. It definitely makes me think of an episode, I bring it up a lot, of Buffy. There's They've only had one episode ever that was ever even nominated for any awards, and it was an episode like this where Joss Whedon made it so no one could talk, and they had to do it all, and they didn't speak sign language, but they had to do like write on boards and things like that and basically make up their own yeah it's definitely an interesting thing that we don't look at a lot well what you get in this film that most families wouldn't have is they already had a deaf child Mm -hmm. so this family could already communicate whereas if this was me and you or brad and i or whatever like we would either have to learn asl or basically make up our own method of communication Mm -hmm. i know that they can talk and whisper to some capacity on their own terms when they're not out, you know, in the world, but it's very like in very limited capacity. So it's, you know, we would basically be fucked, but lucky for this family, they grew up with a deaf child. So they already knew ASL. My only huge problem with this family though, is you end up, so we see them in the beginning, a child dies and then it's months later. So basically this whole thing has happened over like a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. They've had that whole time to deal with this apocalypse. They still haven't soundproofed the fucking cellar. You still, you can't find blankets or anything out there. Yeah. So fucking bad. The one place. Why would you not do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be my number well, one Especially priority. because he is working down there on uh-huh. a regular basis. If it was somewhere they never really went and mm-hmm. it was somewhere that it wasn't really necessary because they didn't have supplies down there. Nobody was ever going down there and they had basically just, you know, red taped that room. Nobody goes mm-hmm. in there. Kind of like their main house. Mm-hmm. It would kind of be like, you know, well, 
nobody's going down there. Let's just spend all of our supplies. But he's down there on a regular basis working. Exactly. Even the the barn where he's not down there all the time, their family living quarters, they have a mattress which covers the hole for them to get down there. That's cool. What I would do is fucking start stealing rugs, bringing them home, and just pad that whole floor. Mm -hmm. And then they can't hear you through it. Yeah. Now, my question is, they had to make these sand paths all the way from their home to the town. To the town. Yeah. One, they would have to get all that sand. Now, uh, believable because they're on a farm or at least in a farm town. So mm-hmm. they could. But they had to make it at some point. So that was a huge risk mm-hmm. just making it. So yeah. I know that a lot of these doomsday movies, especially when you see it a year later, you know, you right. have to buy a lot of the preparations they've already done as done and that's fine because the movie's gonna ask the audience to just believe it you Mm -hmm. know sometimes though i kind of want to see the work that went into this exactly you know well yeah it's like you either get the dawn of the dead where you see it happening and what they're gonna do in that scenario or it's yeah it's like a year later and look at the world now it's already done Mm -hmm. yeah which in a quiet place too it looks like you will get a little of of the the before Mm -hmm. or they gave it to you all in the trailer Right, exactly. Because you get to see, like, what happened the day that that all Mm -hmm. went down. So I'm not sure if you got it all in the trailer or if, you know. And for a family to be so meticulous, and we talked about the the four-year-old that dies. The sister, I know she is kind of the token, like, she's in her rebellious phase. She's the pain-in-the-ass teenager. And she is kind of the character that you're supposed to be like, why are you doing this? But in the first few scenes, the why are you doing this is so, why the fuck are you doing this? Because she gives this spaceship to this four-year-old, even though the batteries are taken out. But she doesn't take the batteries out. The dad does. Mm -hmm. And then they're just left on the counter. So the little boy's like, oh, okay. I can take this part. Can I take the other part? Well, you would think with how meticulous this family has been up to this point, I would chuck those batteries. Like, you know, I would keep the batteries in my pocket or just put them, like, so high up. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a Mm four-year-old. Pretty lights and sounds is something they're always going to want to have. Like, they don't grasp the concept of mortality Mm -hmm. fully at that age, you know? Like... You know, at four years old and somebody dies, you're still telling them, no, they're not coming home. Right. You know? Well, he also makes a comment that the spaceship is how we're going to leave this planet and get away from these people. So, of course, he's in that fantasy land. He's going to want the spaceship. And it's got to make noise. Because that's how he's going to get away. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I understand, you know, she feels like she killed her brother. And, you know, her parents are like, no. But, like, yeah. kind of. <laughs> Well, that's what I was, I watched this with Connor again, and he was like, why is the father still, like, mad at her for the death of her brother? And I was like, I don't think he's mad at her. I don't think he blames her. I think he's scared for her. Because in that scene, when the little boy dies, she's right in front of him. Had she heard it, if she wasn't deaf, she probably could have grabbed the little boy or chucked the freaking plane or something. But she doesn't because you see her parents turn and she's like, oh my God, there must be sound behind me. And he's playing with it. And I think that's more where the father comes from in this. It's not that he blames her, but he's scared for her. Yeah. He ends up spending 
the rest of the movie trying to make her a cochlear implant so she can hear. Yeah. Well, imagine being deaf or blind in this scenario. In a normal everyday life, people with disabilities can live a relatively normal life. Mm -hmm. But when you throw in some sort of apocalyptic situation like this, imagine, you know, like I brought up War of the Worlds earlier, imagine being blind. Mm Mm-hmm. And in this situation where everything depends on sound, imagine being deaf. So you need these things. So if there is a way, like a cochlear implant, Mm -hmm. to have some sort of awareness of what's going on. You know, if she doesn't hear a loud noise, but everyone else does, they know to run. She does not. Exactly. There's a point in the movie her implant ends up, you know, like blowing one of the, yeah. yeah, messing up one of the aliens anyway. But she's right outside a corn stalk and this thing comes creeping behind her and she doesn't fucking hear it. Yeah. What if she didn't have this amazing hearing aid that he just made for her, right? Yeah. And that's just natural teenager, you know, hate your parents like mm-hmm. I did, you know, I hated right. my mom for X amount of years because we just did not get along. We did not. But, you know, and that also brings in she can't be a normal kid. And even if this was, you know, normalcy, she still would not have the average teenage experience. Right. So, yeah, she's going to be pissed off at herself. She's going to be pissed off at her father. She's just everything. So, and now she's ridden with guilt. She just thinks she killed her brother. Right. She... I get she's a teenager. I get she's still a kid, but she makes terrible decisions every single turn. And it starts with the spaceship. It goes on to her leaving the property while her mom is all by herself, thinking that she's still there. Mm-hmm. She doesn't tell anybody that she's leaving. And then her mom goes into labor where she should have been there to help her. Yep. It's terrible decisions all along the way. Yep. And he's trying so hard to make his family basically self-sufficient even without him he takes his son to the river to basically teach him you know you can be you know you're by the river and by the waterfall you can make sounds because his son is terrified oh yeah so scared like they even yell by the water Mm -hmm. because the water drowns out a lot of the noise he's like you can have some sort of you know, not, I wouldn't say normalcy, but sometimes you just got to yell. And if you want to do that, yeah. come down to the water. And I thought that was a, you know, pretty beautiful moment that they had mm-hmm. between them. That yeah, shows is. like bringing his son back to the world. If you don't have to be afraid of everything. Yeah. And, you know, we got to teach you how to fish and provide for your sister and your mother and this new baby that's coming. And he's not at this point necessarily saying like, I'm going to die at some point, but you can tell like he's, you know. What if? Mm -hmm. People are dying all the time in this world. What if? Yeah. Yeah. I could die. Your mother could die. You know, I may not be there all the time. Or Mm -hmm. I could go even out for, you know, an hour and something could happen. Well, especially the mother. She's pregnant right now. Which is stupid on its own. (laughs) And I'll get there in a minute. But yes. Well, especially in an apocalyptic situation, you don't have hospitals. What if something goes wrong? She could easily die. Yeah. So I'm de- I'm sure he definitely sees that for his kids. Like, what do we do? Yeah. And that's one of those things, speaking of the pregnancy, I did not watch The Walking Dead all the way through, which I've mentioned before. That, I know that humans are going to do the things that humans do, which is F each other. <laughs> but I don't know, man. That's a huge risk. Like, 
I would not want to one, be pregnant, two, give birth, or three, bring a baby into this kind of world. Now, given the time frame, you know, in some of these situations, you could very well get pregnant and then the world go to shit. Mm -hmm. But I believe in this situation, the world went to shit and then she got pregnant. And I guess there's not much else to do. Well, I'm sure it was, especially once they lost their child, it was probably a moment of, I need physical comfort. How about you? And it was probably an accident. I'm sure. And I'm sure they're all accidents, but I don't... Anal. True. (laughs) I mean, seriously, if it's an apocalypse and you probably shouldn't be having a baby right now, you still want to try other things. You know, and I just think that, like... Especially, like, when you can't make sound, a baby's gonna fucking cry. Fucking A, mm-hmm. You are gonna die. And even if it's not an apocalyptic, or a sound apocalyptic situation, you can't do anything. hmm This, you are, this baby's bitch. Like, feeding it. What if you can't produce breast milk? Mm-hmm. That's a thing. It's not like yeah. they can just eat veggies. Or the fact that they end up putting it in this little soundproof bin and hook it up to oxygen yeah. so that it can breathe. It Do you explode. have <laughs> infinite oxygen tanks until it stops crying? And you can explain. You can when they're three, you can say, "Hey, don't do that." I bet you don't. Also, they're going to throw temper tantrums. They don't give a shit. Exactly. They don't have cognitive function until, like, exactly. or reasoning skills until, like, it doesn't matter. Like, Even the four-year-old. I was going to say, there's a reason your four-year-old is dead now. <laughs> yeah. And that just seems really irresponsible to me. I agree. I mean, there are still drugstores. I bet people didn't ravage condoms that's off the shelf first. funny because that's literally what, Con- what Connor said. He was like, in that scenario, I'd go to a pharmacy and get plan B. I was like, you're fucking right. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, or just birth control pills. Exactly. You know? And I know that that's just for added drama for the film. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, like, people cannot have accidents. Like, I, or that accidental pregnancies are bad. I'm... And but so somebody's right like, now. I got pregnant and I was an accident. And I'm, were you in an apocalypse? <laughs> no. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, that's, that's completely different than just your accidental pregnancy in everyday now life. This is an apocalypse. Where if it hears you, it will kill your baby. That's irresponsible for the child. Mm-hmm. Like, it will take your baby and I'm assuming they eat them. Right. That'd be my assumption. Right. And you, you don't see that because right. they just steal it and like fuck yeah. off somewhere. Or they leave a dead body with like a big old cut in its abdomen and that's it. So yeah, what do they do? They just killing people to kill people or? I'm assuming maybe. Food. Maybe they harvest them. I'm assuming they. I feel like there'd be more dead bodies if they're just killing them. They eat them or they're just fucking terrifying, leechy. I don't know. We would have found out in the second one. Maybe we will. <laughs> it might be interesting to see what happens with all these because a lot of these, this is kind of scary for movie theaters because a lot of these new releases, The Invisible Man's already hitting streaming. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I a lot of these new theaters. releases, they're, I mean, they're going to be rentals for like 20 bucks, but this could be the new, yep. the new experience for new releases. Yep. So it'll be interesting to kind of see the future of new release cinema. It'll mm-hmm. it could be just right there in your living room. So it's gonna ruin some of it, but yeah, it'll like be kind of sad. And, ugh, movie theaters. Yeah, I mean, I like theaters. Honestly, I didn't go to a lot of movies until we started doing this, but it wasn't because I didn't like them. It was just because I 
in my homebody. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to pay because they're probably going to make rentals twenty dollars because they're like, oh, a family of four going to a theater. That's but if you're by yourself, you don't want to rent a movie for forty eight yeah. hours for twenty dollars. Exactly, it's ridiculous. But, you know, just throwing that out there. And it'll be interesting if A Quiet Place does this, you know. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be interesting to see what the future, you know, this could change a lot of things for the United I States. I think it's going to change a lot in- of things. A lot of industries, We yeah. finally have, you know, baby boomers won't have to be so upset about the millennials always being online because now they got to be online. we got to get over it. Stuck in our homes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. We just bitched about that for, you know, <laughs> three or four minutes straight. I, again, just think it's, don't, don't fucking do that. There are ways to fuck without, you know, babies. <laughs> Even in the apocalypse. Um, or maybe they just ran out of condoms and they were like, fuck it, you know? Oh, I know. It's not like pull-out method helps at all. I mean, I mean, yes, I know that it could still happen, but Jesus. Maybe she's fertile Myrtle. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you, don't know. you don't know. Or maybe he's just, you know. Real bad at self-control. I don't know, man. He's fertile Freddy. I don't know if, I, <laughs> if men have one. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but then we've got... We're adding to the story because we've got, you know, this whole family dynamic of the teenager that's just fucking off wherever she wants to go. Not telling anybody. She's very rebellious. She's very sad. She even at one point goes to visit her little brother's basically you know, makeshift grave site. She almost thinks she's going to just run away and she's not helping her mother. Like you said, her mother goes into labor and that's when all hell breaks loose because everybody's gone. She's even, the teenager's even laying at his memorial and she sees the fireworks that they must have planned for the whole family of this means come the fuck home now. Yes. Emergency. She fucking sees that while she's laying out there. Yeah, bitch, you gotta at least tell someone that you're, you're leaving. Yes. Can't just bail. And for reasons like this, your mother is now in labor and you are supposed to be with her. Yep. And they do have a cool like SOS emergency system. They Mm -hmm. have these like stringed bulb lights that are white. But as soon as there's an emergency, you can flip a switch and they will turn red to alert anybody that's kind of on the property. And they do also have fireworks, which of course will make a noise, but that's kind of planned yeah this this was my favorite scene because they she flips on the lights and she's the pregnant lady's having trouble but the dad and the son come back and he sees it and he's like oh holy fucking shit and he sees that there are these monsters these aliens around and he just tells his son he's like your mother needs our help and they just get to the point where they can blow all the fireworks and she can scream and i'm like that's the teamwork that i love let's get it together let's get it done Here's another reason why I would never want to be pregnant in an apocalyptic situation, especially one where I couldn't make noise. Can you imagine giving birth, one... Silent? Without, well, yeah, (laughs) without any pain medication, and two, without being able to make any noise at all? No. Connor and I have made a pact. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) If this is something that happens and I have to give birth in an apocalypse, I don't care. Y'all can judge me. I'm going to be high. I'm going to take it whatever to fucking get through it. (laughs) I mean, at that point, you're... Like, is it really going to matter within a few hours? I don't know. They give you an epidural. Like, they literally numb you. Exactly. I don't judge you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I mean, I plan on being I don't know if I ever plan on being pregnant but if I do it will be in many years and you'd like to be out (laughs) well at that point I hope that there is a way first option is 
incubation outside my body. Yes. Two. <laughs> like, I, you know how they have those little eggs where you can just put, like, they look like eggs, not my actual egg. But my actual <laughs> egg and actual sperm from my partner go into this little, like, house that, like, cooks it. Little house that cooks it. Like yeah. those little egg makers you stick in the microwave. Yeah. yeah one of those. <laughs> and then in nine months, I show up and they're like, ding, here's here your baby. Is. Yeah. And you're like, cool, thanks. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. But if that's not a possibility, then... Yes, I don't want to be there. Oh, no. No. I was like, I think I have some Vicodin that's sitting in there from my wisdom tooth extraction years ago. That's happening. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you have to, if you're in an apocalyptic situation, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be in a bathtub and I do not want to have to be quiet. So, which is what... Emily Blunt's character has to fucking do. And that is a woman. Like, (laughs) god damn. Yeah, she is. I am a... Not... No, I am a not. I, I was about to say a pussy, but that is not like an accurate <laughs> because well, if we're gonna be real here, those things can take some pain, like and the other things cannot. So, so not true. quite an accurate really level true. of gauging pain because her pussy is just getting wrecked <laughs> and she is taking wrecked. it like a champ. Because <laughs> no. And I just, uh, I couldn't even hardly watch it. I was like, oh, God, fuck that. No. <laughs> but she is able to because her, like you said, they set off the fireworks. She's act, And also, she steps on a fucking nail. Which is right up the foot. She's already been fucked up. Like, Yeah, she- but when she did it, it was fucking stupid. You're pulling a bag up the stairs that I'm assuming you've done a billion times before and it catches on something. Maybe don't pull so hard. Maybe check and see what it caught on, because it might be a fucking nail. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, that bitch went right through her foot. Oh, I was yeah. like... <gasps> <gasps> yeah, you know, exactly. It's almost harder to watch, like, little subtle things, like one... Oh, that was a fucking long-ass nail, Like, though. one single nail going yeah. into somebody's foot, then, like, a bunch of torturous things in, like, a torture porn movie. She's a fucking boss, though. I think I would have yeah. done more than... <gasps> and that's all she did. And I'm like, holy... I well, screamed. You know, <laughs> after a long time, your brain kind of gets, I would assume, gets conditioned to, okay, you have to be quiet. Right. But what breaks that? Yeah, if it's not, I think getting a nail on the foot. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> if it's not getting a giant nail shoved up your foot and it's not labor, then what is Nothing. it? Nothing. She's I silent need, forever now. Yeah, she's mute. <laughs> I need to know what pain threshold this is because I'm so curious. This woman can get through anything right i and i'm also so curious about like so when apocalypse shows and movies always lose me is when it becomes less about the monsters and more about the human like like it looks like, like that's when zombie mu- and that's why like i really like the first one and the second one i'm sure will be a really really good movie i don't think it's gonna be horror though that's my pro that's what i'm worried How's it about supposed to be so scary when you have a group of people and they're probably going to bring this cochlear implant into it. So that's, now they're going to find a way to defeat the monster. That's why I stopped watching The Walking Dead. That's how Sinister, I don't know if anybody has seen Sinister 2. That's how that happened. It, they brought the cop back and he ended up finding a way to defeat it and just became this cop drama instead of horror. Yeah, see, that's why I, like I said, I stopped watching The Walking Dead because I, I got like three or four episodes into season f- spoilers, like the next, but like... When, after Beth died, and Mm -hmm. then, like, before Glenn died, I stopped right in between those. 
And uh, it just became, like, way more about, like, communities of people hurting each other. Well, yeah, every season just becomes, what's our big person that's going to hurt people? Yeah, after the fucking place that ate people, that's kind of, and then the hospital, I was like, "Ah, I'm done, I don't care anymore. Because the first few was about, like, zombies and how people were fighting the zombies, and then I was, like, done. But then that's kind of how I feel like A Quiet Place 2 is going to be. But if it's good enough and there's enough of we're still trying to figure out the monsters, I will Mm -hmm. give it that because the monster part interests me enough because at least when there's only one movie, we haven't like wrung it out. Like zombies are zombies are zombies are zombies. Mm -hmm. And we've done this for what? Since like the 60s. So, you know, but at least with The Quiet Place, these are different. Like sound monsters could be aliens they could be you know well it doesn't help that we've also had bird box yeah uh stanley chuchu was in one called silence where you're not allowed to talk or something like that they're all kind of the same type of monsters so we're just like digging into that one right now yeah that kind of sucks and gets old yeah but a quiet place was before bird box Mm -hmm. so you know i'll give a quiet place its moment exactly and so hopefully a quiet place too we'll come back to that whenever it does release but so here we are, we are having a baby, and the kids are running amok, and so are these monsters, and so the rest of the family is, and there's just mass chaos on this farm right now. Yeah. Just he, mass chaos. He gets back to her. Yes. And gets her and the baby down into the cellar. Yeah. But the kids are still separated. Chaos. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They end up in the corn stalks, and then they end up with the big silo. And this is when you do get a lot of, this whole movie does do a pretty good job of setting up good suspense. Because one, they have not... What I really enjoyed about this movie is you do not, as I'm sure you can guess, rely on sound suspense or sound mixing or sound editing really at all up mm-hmm. until the very, very end. Right, there's which one was very song minimal. in it, and the rest of it is you're just waiting for noises from the monsters. Which is really effective mm-hmm. because you're not like the... You're not relying on any of that. It right. has to be effective in its And if there's sequences. a sound, it's important. And you're scared because you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. They're fucked. Exactly. Like, they're playing Monopoly at some point, knock over a lantern, and you're like, ah, oh, damn it! Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? You know? Also, that's the reason you soundproof. Yeah. Right. Correct. <laughs> so these kids are at this silo, and they're on top of it. And constantly, this girl's brother has been telling her, he'll come for us. Dad'll come for us. Dad's gonna find us. And she keeps going, no, he hates me. But the brother's right all fucking along. If she would have just fucking stayed put there. Stop being so dramatic. Exactly. He doesn't hate you. Your dad has never, the whole time, this whole movie, all he's been doing is for you. Exactly. Which she eventually sees, but it's kind of ridiculous that she didn't know that. He keeps handing you new freaking... Little too fucking lame. Exactly. New (laughs) hearing aids and stuff. Can't you assume that he's working on that for you? Did he make hearing aids beforehand? I don't think so. Looks like you guys just owned a farm. He's busting his ass for you. Realize that. Mm -hmm. But they end up getting in trouble up there because she doesn't fucking listen. She starts to leave and her brother gets dropped through the silo hatch. And there's no maintenance on these things. How are you supposed to maintain something that you right. can't make sound. Right. So the freaking door falls off. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ends up there with him and he's on the door and I felt like it was like a whole Titanic movie. It's fucking quicksand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, push the fucking door towards her, Titanic. Come on, figure it out. Let's go, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can both get on this get door. Get Jack on the goddamn door. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But also, not in an apocalypse, but that just looked like fun. Like a big kid ball pit. Except if you go under, you die. Yeah, that part. That part. <laughs> like, let's put a... <laughs> like a rope, you know, you can like grab it. Yeah. Exactly. Make it not so deep so you won't right. die. Like but... you can touch the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Right. Time. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. Perfect. Yeah. Well, in eventually, you know, we've got these impending monsters, but we also have impending dad. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we can't have this movie... Without a tragedy. And this tragedy is... <laughs> wow. I was about to say... Wow. Do you know what I was about to say? No. I was about to say, this tragedy is, is tragic. tragic. God damn it. <laughs> I need to do more audible and expand my fucking God vocabulary a little bit. So they eventually do get out of the silo because, you know... Because one of it the monsters breaks a fucking hole. Right, exactly. They're Because they're being hunted. Yeah. Because they're making a fucking shit ton of noise. We've abandoned all... Like, they can't be quiet at this point because you can't panic and try to escape and just be right. silent about it. But he obviously leaves his wife and new baby where they're at. And also this place starts flooding. So that's great. Which adds another level of scary. Right. Because this thing goes underwater. Which is also frustrating in the beginning, though, because the husband goes upstairs because he's going to go find the children. He's got a flashlight in his hand. He even looks over in the corner where all the fucking water's coming from. You didn't see all the fucking water? <laughs> no, Christian. <laughs> God. This is fine. It's okay. They're good. They're totally fine. There's drainage elsewhere into yeah. the crawl space in the basement. No worries. They can swim. These people are dumb. Okay, they're, it, what's frustrating is they're, they're not. very smart. Yeah, but when I agree. it comes, they did all this preparation, and when push comes to shove, mm-hmm. it all falls apart. Yep. Unfortunately, because of the stupid decisions they made leading up to it all falling apart, actually, the one stupid kid. Yeah, honestly, it's <laughs> made the kid. this all fall apart. All of it because Reagan, if she I think had her been, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. If she had been there, she would have been with her mom, and that her mom wouldn't have stood on that fucking nail. She would have been able to go back to the cellar where she could have this baby in peace. None of this would have fucking happened had she fucking stayed. Yeah. This girl, this poor girl. Like I feel bad for her, but she gets yeah, her yeah. brother and her father killed. Yep. Goddamn. Yep. And the whole time, you as the viewer realize if she fucking turns up her implant, because you kind of see it glitch in one scene, and the monster mm-hmm. go, oh, God, and run away. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're like, turn that the fuck up, but she turns it off, and you're like, no, but you understand the feedback hurts her, and she doesn't know. Right. But you're like, God damn it, you right. could have exactly. saved your father. But he does go back out to the children, and he does find them. But there is a a monster that has descended upon them when they're finally all together. And they go get into and underneath this truck and their dad's trying to fight off this monster. And he basically sacrifices himself Mm -hmm. for his children right in front of them. And it is devastating. Yeah. Like this scene. First of all, John Krasinski, I have not really ever watched The Office. So I have not really... I'm not a a super fan of him, but I know a lot of people are because of The Office, and I know he's done other stuff too, but mainly people know him from The Office. He 
his perform like all of these performances are so well done. This mm-hmm. is very well casted, and of course their chemistry together is it's, so good because they're yeah, actually it married. Just makes the movie. The love between them is real, mm-hmm. and it shows on screen. But also when he dies for his children, it feels very real. And I fucking cried in the theater the first time. I wasn't sobbing, but I was like, "There's a tear rolling down my face right now." It was very sad, mm-hmm. and he dies, and it's awful, but the children are able to get away to their mother, and who she also outsmarts. Because she's a fucking badass. A monster, mm-hmm. yep. And they all end up in that cellar together, mm-hmm. and that is when we have this final scene, and she figures out that the implant her dad's been working on, if she cranks that bitch up, mm-hmm. it'll basically almost disintegrate this... It definitely knocks it the fuck out. So that her mom can shoot it. Exactly. It basically opens it up to mm-hmm. being vulnerable and she fucking cocks a shotgun. And yeah. And that's the end. Pretty but badass. you see a bunch of them just running along their property and you're like, okay, they're all fucking coming now. Yeah. But they're ready because they know what to do now. Yeah. They're ready with a shotgun that holds two shells. So you better keep fucking loading because there's a lot more than two of them. But clearly we get a sequel. So <laughs> right. they, they did well. Through. Yeah. <laughs> But it leaves it open to you don't know if they did or didn't. If we're just going off the first one and they look like badasses at Mm -hmm. the end here and you're really rooting for them. And I think that that was done really well. The whole movie was done very well. Mm -hmm. And you really want this family as infuriating as especially the the girl can be. You don't hate them by any means. You're not frustrated by them the whole time. You're just like, God damn it. Exactly. They're kind of put in an impossible situation that they tried really hard to they tried so avoid hard. like they i don't put know those lights that i would be that smart mm-hmm. or have the means you know exactly so yeah it's a very very well done film mm-hmm. one of the you know especially 2018 that was the year that hereditary came out and then we got a quiet place and i think they were on the same time and i was just living <laughs> yeah that was the same year i was surprised i think this one took the best of the year over Hereditary, but we were surprised. Like, which one was yeah. it going to be? And this one was a little bit more mainstream than Hereditary. Mm-hmm. This one exactly. was done by a big studio when Hereditary was A24, so, right. you know, but uh, I was really happy when this came out, and I still, it's one that I've rewatched several times. It's on Amazon Prime, or at least it was for free. It still is currently. Yeah, so you can watch it. And I've had a lot of people watch this with me, even that aren't really horror fans, because I'm like, you need to watch Mm -hmm. it. It's really good. So it's a solid probably four out of five for me. That's what I was thinking. It's not my favorite, so I won't watch it over and over again, but it is a solid movie. So four out of five. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. And thank you so much for being supportive of our sponsorship with Audible. We really appreciate that. You can find us on all of our socials at Facebook and Instagram at The Extra Sisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Extra Sisters. And of course, you can join our Patreon family at patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast for extra content and gifts and all that fun stuff. And we do send you a little something something on your birthday. We've gotten to do that a few times, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ryan. That's coming for you. Happy birthday, Ryan. And next time, the first time was only a warning. Till then, stay creepy.